Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, loves? Welcome to Self-Care in Real Life, a podcast where... I am completely addicted to giving you the tools that you need to choose happiness and create more joyful moments in your life. I am your host, best-selling author, OG influencer, and DJ, Ty Alexander, and I am basically your new wellness hype girl. So welcome to the party. Before we take a deep dive into today's episode, I want to remind you to please be sure to rate, review, and follow us. We've included lots of helpful links for you in the show's description. And if you've enjoyed the podcast so far, please consider subscribing on Apple Podcasts to unlock our bestie subscriber-only audio experience. You'll get exclusive audio, interviews, ad-free episodes, and monthly guided meditations. So, Let's get right into today's episode, shall we? So we are about to embark on a new season. (laughs) Fall is upon us. It's crazy to say that because I feel like just yesterday, you and I were talking about January New Year goals. And now we are almost at the end of the year. Um, But even though we're sad, you know, pools are closing, the weather is getting a little chillier. I actually love fall. But One of the other reasons why I love fall is because it gives me a time to reflect. I take this new season as a chance to really look back at the things that have happened in my life, how I responded to them, and what does my emotional intelligence really look like. Emotional intelligence for me feels like one of those internet buzzwords that I feel like we just don't spend enough time on. Like we don't spend enough time explaining and dissecting it and just, I don't know, explaining and dissecting it. But Having emotional intelligence is so crucial. It is a very crucial part of your healing. It is understanding and managing, maintaining your emotions while also empathizing with others. I know, wow, it's a lot. (laughs) It's a whole lot to take in. But having a high level of emotional intelligence can help you navigate the ups and downs of life more effectively. And I promise you, when you find more time developing your emotional intelligence, you improve your relationships and it will immediately boost your overall well-being. The first thing I want you to start doing is incorporate self-awareness exercises into your morning and nighttime routines. Now, I know you're saying, Ty, this is yet another habit I got to create. Yes, I understand. So while you are creating these habits, I want you also to give yourself grace because it is a new habit. I learned a long time ago that self-awareness is the foundation of emotional intelligence. When you deeply understand your emotions and your reactions, you're better equipped to manage them. For example, if you realize that the lack of sleep makes you irritable, you can prioritize rest and employ strategies to manage your mood on those tiring days. By setting aside time for your self-reflection, you can identify your strengths, 
you can identify your weaknesses, your triggers, and your patterns. One of my favorite things to do, as you guys know, is to journal, but it offers a personal space for me to express my feelings, to untangle my thoughts, to identify my patterns, and I just can see what my emotional responses are over time. Journaling is a great record keeper, obviously. Another self-awareness exercise is the why chain. This is a reflective exercise that involves digging deeper into your feelings and reactions by continually, continuously asking yourself why until you actually reach the root cause or the belief. So here's how you do it. So first, you're going to think of a reaction or an emotion that you recently experienced. And you're going to ask yourself why you felt that way or why you reacted that way. So I have a friend that she don't be wanting to talk sometimes and it'd be bothering me a lot when she don't want to talk to me. Very egotistical, I know. But I had to ask myself, why do I feel that way, right? And so once I ask myself why, once I answer that, then I ask myself why. And then why is I feel that the reason why I feel that way is because I sometimes feel abandoned by friends in general. And so this triggers me into, oh my gosh, you don't want to talk to me when really it's not about me. But what I need to think about more is why I feel abandoned. So then you continue again. I come because I've been doing this for so long, my why's come quickly, but sometimes you might have to continue this chain until you've uncovered the deeper underlying belief or root cause often. So sometimes it might be by the fifth or sixth why until you've reached that core reason. But this exercise helps in understanding the deeper motivations or fears that drive your behaviors or your reactions. Another really good self-awareness exercise to do is a body scan. This is a mindful technique that encourages awareness of your bodily sensations. Our bodies often hold emotional tension. And by tuning into that, we gain insights into our emotional state. So here's how you do it. You want to lie down in a comfortable position, either in a chair or on your bed, wherever, whatever's comfortable for you. You want to close your eyes and take several deep breaths. Mentally scan your body from head to toe and notice any areas of tension, any areas of warmth, if you're cold, something's tingling, whatever you feel in your body. But as you notice these sensations, avoid labeling them as, I got a bad feeling in my back, I got a good feeling in my toes, whatever, whatever. Avoid labeling them as good or bad. Instead, just observe without judgment. Pay attention to the areas of the body that hold tension and try to understand if there's an emotional counterpart to the physical tension. This practice helps you become more attuned to your body's signals, which often mirror your emotional state. Again, you want to become better equipped to manage your emotions, and you can only do this by knowing what they are and how they got there. So let's talk about two more wellness buzzwords, meditation and mindfulness. And let's talk about what do they really do for us? Like, what do they do really do? Okay. Mindfulness teaches you to be present in the moment without judgment. And by practicing mindfulness, you can acknowledge your emotions without being overwhelmed by them. It allows for a pause between feeling an emotion and reacting to it, giving you the space to choose a measured response. Meditation, on the other hand, can serve as a tool to 
cultivate inner peace and balance. Regular meditation practices can help reduce anxiety. It can obviously increase self-awareness. And it really does foster a deep sense of connection to yourself. I hear a lot of people say they can't meditate. Like, I don't know how to do it. I can't use my mind. Right? I got you. Start off with doing a mindful meditation. Unlike other forms of meditation that might, you know, focus on transcendence or mantra repetition, mindful meditation emphasizes present moment awareness. This means noticing your thoughts, noticing your feelings, noticing bodily sensations, and the surrounding environment. Again, without any judgment. So here's how you do it. Again, you want to find a quiet space. You want to sit or lay comfortably. You want to close your eyes and take a few deep breaths. Always want to start with deep breaths to kind of center yourselves and also quiet your mind as best you can. Then you want to begin to observe your thoughts without getting attached to them, aka observe, but do not go down the rabbit hole of analyzing them and then starting the trend of overthinking. Imagine them just as leaves, you know, floating down the tree and going into a stream of water. They come into view, linger for a moment, and then they float away. If you get distracted or your mind begins to wander, this is where you insert grace. You just gently bring your attention back to your breath or your bodily sensations. And over time, this practice will sharpen, but it also will sharpen your ability to notice your thoughts and feelings immediately, which will then help you understand your own internal patterns way better. When you're hiring, The search for the perfect candidate can feel time consuming when you're searching on your own, but it doesn't have to be that way. Indeed is here to do all of the work for you and get you stellar results. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Plus, with Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed matches their job descriptions the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data US. My favorite part of using Indeed is knowing how much of my time I am reclaiming without sacrificing any results. Indeed will show you candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash self-care IRL. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash self-care IRL. Just go to Indeed.com slash self-care IRL and support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash self-care IRL. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The next thing I want you to do is sharpen how you actively listen. Active listening is more than just hearing. It's about understanding. By truly focusing on the person who is speaking, not just the words, but also the emotions and intentions behind them, you can foster better relationships and display empathy. But baby, this is a skill. This skill requires patience and practice. It means 
totally resisting the urge to formulate your response and have it ready to blurt out while someone else is speaking. So avoid interruptions so that you can really offer genuine feedback and understand after you fully grasped what the other person is trying to convey to you. Listen, the amount of people who have no idea how to be empathetic, poof, blows my mind. Big, big old bomb goes off in my head. Like, it is so wild to me. But I do realize that some people believe that empathy is something that is earned or deserved, when really it is the core of our human emotional connection. Empathy is just something that as humans, we are supposed to give simply because we are all sharing the same life experiences. But what often happens is, and this especially plays out when we're children, we are not given empathy from other adults. So we then assume that empathy is not something that we're deserving of. So when we have to go give it to other people, we're like, they don't deserve no empathy. What makes them special? The concept of empathy is so simple. I'd be wondering like, why y'all don't get it? Why? I don't understand. But empathy is just the ability to understand and share feelings from another person. And most of the time, if you really think about it, if we really pause and think about it, most of the time, they're feelings that we either have had or will have, right? But I think people get confused because They think an action should come with empathy and there's really no immediate action involved. It is just a bridge that connects human souls. By putting yourself in someone else's shoes, you can perceive their emotions, which in turn can help in forming deeper, more meaningful connections. And also linking this back to being self-aware, this will help you garner a better reaction to whatever they're confessing to you. But it does not stop there. Empathy also means acknowledging and validating someone's feelings without judgment. That means even if you don't necessarily agree with what their feelings, even if with what they're feeling rather, even if you think maybe you're they're overreacting, it does not matter. Empathy simply means that you're acknowledging and validating that feeling for that person. It's all about respect, understanding, and connection. I also want you to get in the habit of asking for feedback, but from trusted sources. And when I say trusted, baby, I mean trusted. Because asking for feedback shouldn't be done casually, right? It should be done with people you absolutely trust, love, and respect. Seeking feedback is such a humbling experience, but it is so essential for your growth. And by opening yourself up for feedback from those you trust, you will gain insight into those blind spots of your behavior or your reactions. And let me tell you something, baby, it is not always easy to hear critique. I know. But when taken constructively, it provides a true path for your self-improvement. However, period, comma, (laughs) you must filter feedback, accept what resonates and what is helpful And then just just discard what isn't. It doesn't require a conversation. You know, you heard it. It didn't apply. Move on. This next one probably should have been first, but y'all know how I do. But it is a really top tier way to 
unlock your emotional intelligence potential. And that is to learn emotional regulation techniques. Now, emotional regulation is all about managing and moderating those strong emotions so that they don't overwhelm you. So think about techniques like deep breathing or grounding exercises. These can act as an immediate relief in those really intense situations. But I'm going to give you three techniques that I swear by, I love, that I learned from my therapist that you can actually start doing today. So first, I want you to try cognitive reframing. It's also known as cognitive restructuring. And it simply involves identifying and challenging negative or irrational thoughts and then reframing them into more positive or more rational beliefs. So first, you're going to recognize when you're having a negative thought or belief. Then you want to question its belief. I can't never say this word. You want to question if it's valid. How about that? <laughs> you want to question if it's valid or how rational of a thought it is. And you want to ask yourself, is this thought or reaction, is it based off of facts or assumptions? Then consider alternative interpretations or perceptions of the situation. Then you're going to replace the original negative thought with a more balanced and positive one. Again, over time, these practices will really reshape your thought patterns, leading to a more balanced emotional response, which is what the goal is, right? Another exercise is called distraction and diversion. This technique involves diverting your intention from your attention, rather, diverting your attention from a distressing emotion or situation to give your mind a temporary break. Now, it's not really about avoidance. It's all about allowing the intensity of the emotion to decrease before addressing it. So that means you've got to come back to it because then that becomes avoidance. So here's how you do it. You want to engage in an activity that you find enjoyable or one that can be absorbing. So one that takes up a lot of time. So like reading or you listening to a new album or, you know, crafting and scrapbooking or something, or even like solving puzzles. That's a good one. Um, and the key is to choose an activity that requires enough attention to pull your mind away from whatever distressing emotion or thought, but only temporarily. And so after a while with the emotional intensity, the emotional intensity should have decreased. Then you can go back to it to address the emotion or the situation with a much clearer mind. Remember, you got to go back to it. Otherwise, now it's avoiding and that's something that we're not promoting over here. Okay. Um, the next thing you can try, the last one I have is called emotion labeling. Sometimes just the act of naming or labeling what you're feeling can help in processing and regulating the emotion. A lot of times we experience these things and we have no idea what our body is trying to tell us. I know when I get angry, I get hot, I get anxious, you know, I want to hit things, I get violent, right? That is me being angry. So when you feel a strong emotion, you want to take the time to identify and name it. What are you feeling? Are you angry? Are you disappointed? Are you anxious? Are you excited? Are you elated? By putting a label on it, you can create a slight distance from the emotion, making it more manageable. Additionally, 
once an emotion is labeled, it just becomes easier to decide on what your next steps are. What are your next strategies to address this? Again, over time and with practice, these techniques will become second nature and will help you maintain emotional balance during those really stressful times. The key in all of this is not to suppress your emotions, but rather process them and express them in the most healthiest way possible. Remember to continuously learn. There are a ton of books, podcasts, and even courses on emotional intelligence. The field is very vast. And by you continuously updating your knowledge, you can help to nurture it. Also remember to be aware of situations or people that really trigger negative emotions and learn to either manage your reactions to them or you're going to have to limit your exposure when possible. Remember to set healthy boundaries in personal and professional settings. I got a whole podcast episode about that. Go ahead and double all the way back. It's, it's a one of the early ones, episode 11, how to set MF in boundaries. It is also worth noting that different techniques work differently for each person. And it might take you some time and some experimenting to find what is most effective for you. Additionally, the appropriateness of a technique can vary based on a situation. So having a variety of tools in your emotional toolbox is beneficial. And lastly, of course, a professional can really help you perfect what's in your toolbox. If you're finding it challenging to navigate emotions, consider seeking therapy or counseling. A professional can provide tools and insights to help refine all of your wellness experiences. Thank you for joining me today. I am incredibly grateful for our connection. Thank you for leaning into these really hard conversations with me. And a special thank you to those of you who are faithfully listening and supporting our podcast each and every week. If you have enjoyed and loved this episode, do me a favor and submit your review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or just wherever you are listening to me today. Also, I kind of think you like me, so consider subscribing on Apple Podcasts to unlock our bestie subscriber-only audio experience. You'll get exclusive audio, interviews, ad-free episodes, monthly got-it meditations, early access, and more. And don't forget to share this episode on social via IG stories, Twitter, Facebook. Just do your girl a favor and share it so we can keep the conversation going. And when you do share it, make sure you tag me at Ty Alexander and at Self Care IRL. Again, thank you so much for listening today. And until next time, toodles. <laughs>